Are you here? You know, if someone asks if you are here is a rhetorical question. Well, in reality, it's our way of saying, Hey, welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. So which do you like? Are you here? Hey, welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. You're about to hear an interview with a very clever, very thought-provoking singer-songwriter, Mason Jennings. Your host, Paul Edward Leslie, went to see Mason performing at the famed 40-Watt Club in Athens, Georgia. That was way back there. September 29, 2008. At one point, Mason Jennings slipped away and sat down on a bench. What happened? Well, Paul recorded this conversation, which was first broadcast on radio back then. Mason Jennings is quite a prolific recording artist. His most recent album is entitled Underneath the Roses, which some people are getting on vinyl. Yeah. Mason's also one to check out live. What a show. He'll be hitting the road in 2024. Oh, real quick. Won't you please check out Facebook and click the like button on the Paul Leslie Hour. Also, you might subscribe to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel. Let us know if you do. Now I think it's time we hear what Mason Jennings had to say out on the street in Athens, Georgia, all those years ago. I think you'll find this was quite an interesting interview. Our special guest is Mr. Mason Jennings. We're sitting on the street of Athens, Georgia, on the first night of this tour. Thank you very much for making the time to talk to me for a few minutes. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on. I wanted to start off by asking you about your songwriting. How did you start writing songs? When I was growing up, I just I really fell in love with short stories, and and then I also started playing music, and and I just really like the idea of you know. With songs, you can drop any any part of the story. With prose, you just have to give people an idea of what the what the parameters of the story are. But with songwriting, it just was this neat thing where you could just sort of drop in anywhere and I'd start writing songs, and just went from there. When I was about you know fourteen or fifteen years old, I just loved it. Which songwriters influenced you? Right away, it was people like Johnny Cash and and Neil Young, and and then you know a lot of the more rock stuff like Led Zeppelin was a big influence on me, but. You know, I'd say Neil Young and Johnny Cash are the big ones. Can you remember the first song that you wrote? Um, rock and Roll Queen. It was called with my brother. You know, she's so mean. She's a rock and roll queen. And then I was like, because I used to love Axl Rose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was always everything. Everything always had it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your song, Memphis, Tennessee. Well, I'd, we were driving around the country and on tour, and one day we came upon a train derailment, and it was amazing. All these trains, like nobody was hurt, but there's this massive, like all this freight train had been tri- tipped over, and all the train cars were cut in half, and it was a, it was kind of an amazing thing to behold. And so we pulled over, and we got a little motel, and kept the windows open, and, and we just started writing. My friend Chris and I, and that song was the first thing that popped out, popped into our heads, and so it was just written really spontaneous. 
that day. There have been so many great train songs. That one joins its rank, the ranks. All right, on thanks. I was hoping you could tell us when you perform in concert or when somebody listens to one of your records, what is it that you hope that the listener gets out of that experience? I hope they feel some sort of transcendence, you know, some part of like the part of a bigger whole, you know, some sort of connectedness and, and, and also some hope, you know, some sort of inspiration. Like they leave, hopefully they'll leave feeling inspired and hopeful towards their lives. What kind of things inspire your songwriting? Pretty much everything. But I would say the biggest thing is just, you know, being around, you know, other being around other people and relationships with people and, and, you know, nature also is a big one for me I, i'm from minnesota and i spend a lot of time you know out in the woods and hiking and, and just just being in the trees you know so i think there's a lot of that too i feel i feel a presence there that comes through in the songs tell us about your song going back to new orleans well i was trying to write a song that sort of would you know kind of put into words like the the feeling of sort of things are just sort of like escalating and kind of you're getting, we're getting, sometimes it feels like we're getting pulled along by all the current events like Katrina and, and our country's kind of, you know, involvement in Iraq and, and all these things just sort of, sometimes they just feel like overwhelming and, and you want to just shy away from it. So I, I wrote a song about, you know, the point in my life where I just decided that I was going to turn back and go towards those things and towards, you know, you know, face the things that are, maybe not too pretty to look at, but, but sometimes are painful and just in my own heart, like going, you know, I'm going back to New Orleans, I'm turning towards the pain and, and, and I'm not afraid of it. And, uh, you know, going back in to try to maybe bring some hope and just, just as meta metaphorically, you know, as well as really going to those places. You know? What is it that you like about music? It's a hard one. It's it's deceivingly simple. Yeah, it really is. I like how, to me, sometimes it, it the spirit is the most revealed through music. Like I feel like maybe it's the closest way that I can experience uh, some sort of collective spirit through an art form. To me, like, and maybe it's because of its vibrational nature. Like it's us putting vibrations together, and everything's made out of vibrations. And maybe so maybe it's the art of you know, like with, with some sort of art forms, you, you move physical matter around, but I feel like with music, you're actually moving around vibrations, which is just really quickly vibrating. It's kind of, I'm getting kind of far out, but like, it's like, the, it's, it's the most quickened form of art. I know like the, the matter's moving the fastest, vibrations are moving the fastest, and it's, it makes me feel the closest to spirit. It is truly one of the most magical things out there. Absolutely. Nobody knows really what it is. I wanted to ask you about Brushfire Records, how you found a home there. The one thing I'm impressed about with Brushfire Records is it seems to go against the grain of the, of so many other record labels. Mm -hmm. And I hear, and with you and many of the other artists on there, I hear true art mm -hmm. and people that are really making a message. And not necessarily, although it has been successful, not necessarily all about selling. Right. Making money. Right. So what do you think about Brushfire Records? Well, I love it because it's my friends, you know, like it's Jack Johnson and Emmett Malloy are good friends of mine. And, and th that was the first thing they said. It's just, 
you know, this is a home you can stay at and we'll put your music out and there's not going to be any pressure to, you know, change or just, you know, you know, change in ways you don't want to change. You know, we just help you grow the ways you want to grow and give you opportunities to get your music to more people. But there's no pressure on me to, to sell records. And I think they've always been like that because they started out doing films where that was the whole point is word of mouth surf films where they just, the whole point was to make some you know piece of art that they were inspired by, you know, and, it's pretty cool. They just ask a bunch of their friends to be to be on the label so that they can put the records out, and it's, it works good for everybody. You know, it's neat. Very good. I was hoping you could tell us about this song, "Your New Man." It's a real clever song, mm-hmm. and it. I'm not sure. I couldn't tell if it was recorded before yeah. a live audience. It's live and at the Troubadour in Los Angeles. Oh wow! Yeah. So tell us about that song. It reminds me of a Steve Goodman song. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's great. I don't know. I just kind of, my wife, one time she woke up and she's like, I just had a dream. I was married to somebody else. It was, it was really funny. And I was like, not so funny. <laughs> and then I just wrote it and I tried doing it out in the woods and at my studio and didn't really, they didn't capture the humor of it. And then I tried a live version of it in front of a crowd that never heard it. And that was like, oh, that was cool. And then I, I thought that's kind of fun. I don't remember hearing somebody just stick a live song in the middle of their record, you know? And so that felt fun to me too, to try something new. Very good. My favorite song on the album, I thought it was a great story. And when I was listening to the song, I listened to it probably about five times in a row when I oh, first heard it. Man. But the, the thing about it is I had a story in my head when I heard it. And that was the How Deep Is That River song. Man, what a killer song. Thanks. Tell Thank me you. about that. I think it's just all about, you know, turning. It's about it's a faith based song about the idea of, you know the story of, you know, people asking you to come to their faith or come to a church and you have to ask yourself like how true it is. And you have to like really check within your heart and say like, okay, I, you know, I'm up for, I'm up for following a path of truth, but how deep is it? Am I going to step into this faith and it's going to be not real or not, not true or shallow or, you know, and so it's a, it's just a song about questioning before you take that first step into faith. How are those different musicians out there right now? Is there any that have, has really caught your eye at, recently? Yeah, this woman, Joanna Newsom. She's probably oh, my, yeah. yeah, she plays harp, and I just think her music's amazing. And so she's one that I just listen to all the time. And I also like this band, The Bad Plus. They, they're like a trio, but they're really inspiring. It's an it's a instrumental trio, but just really, really love the music. We were talking about Brushfire Records a second ago, and this is a question for you. A lot of the releases on on Brushfire have been very successful. What do you think the secret behind their success is? Well, I think, I don't know, a lot of it comes from Jack Johnson. I think his music just appeals to a lot of people, and he's got an amazing, you know, personality and work ethic. And I think it just comes, that's where the starting point is. And then I think they're really careful about the aesthetic of, you know, their art and and who they choose to be on the label. So I think people get the sense that, you know, if you're buying something from that label, that all the people on the label actually are friends and they get along and it's just, it's kind of a neat collective, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's authentic in the fact that it starts as friends. Interesting. What have you found your fans to typically be like? It's all across the board. That's kind of the coolest part about it for me is I'm never, I'm always surprised that it's, it seems to be every age and every different, you know, demographic of people. I'm, I'm, I'm always surprised with that. You know, it's one of my favorite parts about it. As I look down, I see lots of high school kids and then their parents and sometimes grandparents and couldn't be happier about that. Cause to me, it's uh, people that are interested in their heart, you know, interested in the growth of their heart. You know? Very good. I have two final questions for you. 
I feel you can get a lot from this question. I'm dead serious. What is your all-time favorite meal? Meal. Man, that's hard. That I've ever had or that I like, just in general, like a generic meal or the specific meal? If you could name your meal. Oh, right now? What would it be? Oh, man. It would be a really good, like, Pad Siu, Thai, Thai food, you know? I think, like, really good broccoli beef, Pad Siu noodles right now. Sounds awesome. I like your attitude. <laughs> the final question I have for you. The wonderful thing about technology is this broadcast is going to be going out all over the world. Right. So what would you like to say to the world? What would you like to say to all those people that are listening in? I love you guys, you know, and I, I don't know. I hope you're, I hope you don't feel alone because we're all in this together. Very good. Well, Mr. Jennings, I thank you so much for the interview and your time. Thanks so much for, for having the interview. Have me on. My pleasure. Thank you. It's fun. I like being outside. We thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie Hour today. You know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We truly thank you. This is your announcer speaking. Performance of the Entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song courtesy of John Primerano. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good. <laughs>